0: You are listening to the FDNY Pro Podcast featuring members of the New York City Fire Department. We want to share stories from the field, best practices, lessons learned, and help save lives.
1: Welcome to the FDNY Pro Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Cassio, and today I'll be speaking to Dr. Doug Isaacs and Paramedic Juan Henriquez. Welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Why don't we
1: start with a little background. Dr. Isaacs, why don't we start with you?
2: Sure. I started around 2005. I'm very fortunate to be the medical director for the Special Operations uh, Command,
3: as well as uh, Manhattan.
1: And Juan, you've got to tell us about yourself. I know you're a rescue medic.
3: Yes, I am. I've been with the department for over 16 years, going on 17 now. Rescue paramedic out of uh, FDNY EMS Station 8, and I'm glad to be a part of this.
1: So today we're going to be talking specifically about MSOC, one of our conferences that we do. Another EMS acronym, MSOC stands for?
2: MSOC stands for Medical Special Operations Conference.
1: When did MSOC begin? How did it start?
2: Both Juan and I are instructors as part of the FEMA USAR system and mm-hmm. speaking to some of our colleagues around the country. there was always that conversation going around. We wish we had a platform, an opportunity to gather on an annual basis to discuss good medicine and uh, some of the austere environments that we work in. And we saw there was a void in the country in terms of
3: these educational opportunities. Hence, we uh, developed this concept. Yeah, most of the time that we can get together is when there's a disaster, right, Uh, especially in, in this business. And we learn a lot from those disasters, but there's never been a way to get those lessons learned out to the general special operations community. Other than small groups during training sessions, there was no discussion on past incidents and how they were approached, what kind of medicine was performed or medications that were administered during those disasters that we could have learned from. So the interest was there. The void was there. And, you know, the fire department was very supportive in in getting this off the ground. A lot has happened during this past year, and we're going to talk about it, and we're going to go over some of the things that we've learned during that time.
1: Yeah, we've had a lot of hurricanes to deal with, right?
3: Yeah. Unfortunately, this past year has
2: provided a lot of material for our conference, but yeah. uh, hopefully getting everyone together, we can all learn from these experiences yeah. as oh. a as Disasters a are
1: our business, right? Yeah. So what did you do? Did you make a proposal of this is something we'd like to do?
2: We were looking at what are the things that are kind of void in terms of our education? What would be some opportunities that we really can learn, not just within our own in terms of the fire department but also others around the country because we're a medical special operations community. We came up with MSOC the first year and then every year we change the topics. If you look at it we've done in past years it's always something that's very relevant that's new whether it's a recent disaster we can learn from those experiences as Juan was mentioning or topics that are kind of of greatest interest or kind of left flavor for that year that we could all learn from.
1: Now, in some of these conferences that you see around the country, there's several tracks you can follow. Do you do something like that, or do you have just standard lectures and workshops that everybody attends?
3: It's a whole week event. So
2: we look at the evaluations every year, and based on that feedback, sometimes we do alter it. So we add on the pre-conference workshops that are often hands-on, and then on Saturday, the first day of of the main conference, we have lectures for the general audience. In the afternoon, we do hands-on skill stations. And then on Sunday, we do breakout sessions on the various kind of it's a case study based on some of the jobs that have occurred not just nationally but also international mm-hmm. and we're bringing people respond to those incidents to come speak on the lessons learned now for those who prefer more hands-on we do have that track in the afternoons over the weekend on uh, the saturday and sunday of the conference for those who want to hear more lectures and interactive panel discussions we do have a separate track for that oh, uh, on both days
3: saturday and sunday this year, for the first time, we're going to be offering the medical specialist course beginning that Monday, April 30th. First time in New York State? <laughs> first time in New York State, Really? Yes.
1: And is, is that part of like a pre-conference Yes. Workshop?
3: We've been very fortunate that we've partnered up with, with a lot of people who see the, the value of this conference and offer their resources. So from that Monday, you can take a medical specialist course leading up to the conference.
2: We do offer some courses with certifications, uh, especially the pre-conference like we have a GPS mm-hmm. course that is a certification, the TCC, the Tactical Emergency Casualty Care course. There is a certificate that'll be provided. The field amputation, it's more of awareness. <laughs> We're not right. signing off on anyone right. to go do amputations. It's more of an awareness level. Mm-hmm. So we do offer several uh, certification courses. Uh, Certainly, the one that Juan just mentioned, the medical specialist course, is a certification course.
1: What's included in that course, the medical
3: specialist? So it's a requirement for the medical specialists who uh, belong to any urban search and rescue team, in the federal level or the state level. Mm -hmm. There's very few that are offered throughout the country, and teams themselves have to, you know, look at the calendar, plan out when there's one available and then get the resources to be able to send the members there to be Mm -hmm. certified for that. So they don't come very often.
1: So for this conference, there's continuing medical education credit?
3: So
2: in addition uh, for our paramedics, you provide the CME for nurses, PAs, physicians. It's very challenging in terms of the application process. It's very rigorous in terms of getting this, but I think we have some of the most CMEs that uh, any conference provides.
1: Wow, this is very exciting. Is there something special I have to do to apply for it, or is it automatic when I finish the conference?
2: Just sign up for the conference, and then at the end, it will fill out the evaluation shortly after your certificate will be emailed to you.
1: That's a home run. Absolutely. That's a home run. I mean, without the continuing education credits, I think that you probably have no problem filling the seats. But with the credits, that just pushes it over the top. So what are some of the previous topics that you've covered?
2: Field limb amputation that's hands-on skill and also lecture. Um, How do you
1: practice?
2: Well, an well, you know, it's a very rare skill to do. And right. imagine being in that position where you have to make decisions. Hardest of anything, any procedure is making the decision and mm-hmm. that critical thinking that goes on. Right. But we're very fortunate here being in New York. You know, we have a lot of partners that we've worked with. So we have access to certain bioskills, lab, also other subject matter experts from trauma surgeons that work with us in teaching and some of the experiences that people share from around the country and also on an international level.
1: Would that type of program have two components to it, the didactic portion where you talk about how you make this decision and then a practical skills portion?
2: Correct, so we do have the didactic component where we start off with a lecture and it's really interactive discussion Mm -hmm. and then we follow through in terms of the hands-on component where we have a low ratio of instructor to students and we get hands-on with specimens
3: and walk them through it. I think that's one of the things that makes this conference pretty unique so we have our lectures and then we tie in the hands-on experience it's more of we're all learning from each other right Mm -hmm. because of a lot of our attendees are uh, from the special operations community or first responders who have experienced this out in the field and they may have a different approach that they can share with us and that's what makes this conference really special and I think that's one of the biggest things that's made it such a success it's that it gives everyone a voice right just want to echo a little bit
2: what said as well. He's absolutely correct. I, I've taught this course in terms of the field of amputation with others, and every year I'm learning from other attendees based on their experiences, and that's the beautiful part of this conference is we're constantly learning from each other. We all have different experiences, been exposed to different jobs or right. disasters, right. and in addition to the interaction and contact people make, is uh, we certainly learn from each other, and you walk away with that comfort, that knowledge, that you really learn something. And also our search canine care. You know, we do bring two great veterinarians who have tons of experience from Florida and uh, was it North, Carolina? North Carolina. Doctors Jen Brown and Rita Handel are some of the most phenomenal teachers in terms of search canine care. They're one of the first pre-conference workshops that sells out, as well as the field the amputation course, but I'm not being biased, and so I'm involved in that one. So.
1: <laughs> I can see why that would be a popular yeah. one, though. I mean, this is not the type of medicine you practice on a regular basis, so.
2: Exactly, yeah. yeah. So this, this, that's what makes this conference very unique. It's right. not the everyday practice. And the
1: search and rescue canines, I mean, everybody loves our search and rescue who canines. Love, who doesn't love canines? <laughs>
3: I mean, they, they focus on the uh, search and rescue canines, they also provide some modules on the tactical canines uh, within that. So they have high-fidelity or simulated canines, which, you know, breathe, bleed, just like the... Really, uh, like a mannequin. Yeah. They bark. You just don't have to clean up after them. That's the the, the positive side. Yeah, yeah, and then (laughs) they bring on the search handlers with real live canines.
1: And they get to practice... Yes caring for the canine correct if so they the, were to have an emergency during the operation Yeah.
2: so during the, the search canine course there are didactics but just like we talked about the other pre-conference workshops there's actually hands-on both you know examination procedures and so on and having these high-fidelity simulators it provides even more hands-on to do some more of the invasive procedures right. that's really hard to learn in terms of through didactics. Right. So it really is unique opportunities, and some of the companies that bring these high-fidelity seminars are the most advanced that you can find anywhere in the world.
1: It's amazing what they can do with mannequins now, isn't it? Definitely not what we learned. As on.
2: adult learners, we learn by doing. Right. Uh, we learn by right. discussions, mm-hmm. and so all these things, whether case studies or these high-fidelity mannequins, or hands-on skill stations. That's how, as adult learners, we learn best.
1: Absolutely. And you're not going to teach somebody how to ride a bicycle by standing in front of a classroom and not saying, correct. this is where you put your feet, and this is how you hold the handlebars. Right? Well, you could do all that, but that's not going to teach somebody how to ride a bicycle. And it's, obviously it's no different here. So in the case of MSOC and the pre-conference workshops, we're talking this year about the field amputation class, That'll be part of uh, our pre-conference, pre-conference workshop. workshop. And now the medical specialist, which is the first time ever. And you will also have the canine? Yeah,
2: we're gonna class. have the Search Canine Care. It's a two-day course, wow. uh, also TECC.
1: Do these all run concurrent? So I could only sign up for one of the three? Correct. Oh, gosh, how do you pick?
2: Well, that's why people come back. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then we also have as part of this uh, conference, the competition, the EMS competition. Yes,
2: so you talk about new additions. Last year was the first time that FDNY hosted the New York City EMS competition. Uh, and uh, it was very well received. And so again, it's backed by popular demand. We have some international teams already signed up. And uh, how tall is the trophy now? I think it's, uh, it's almost six foot, <laughs> the trophy. So <laughs> it's the bragging rights uh, for the FDNY New York City competition. So it's a, it's a really fun event. And I, I think everyone who attended last year, the teams were fantastic. They had a very positive experience. It's a lot of fun for us. Yeah. So. Captain Randall,
3: y'all yeah. did an amazing yeah. job uh, he, helping he really us put did. that together. Yeah and it it was a huge success. I mean, Florida's coming back to Uh, defend their title, and all these teams are coming from all over the world now to try and take it from them, so so we'll see what happens. Yeah, under
2: uh, Kevin Remendel and and our FDYMS competition, though they can't participate in this since we're hosting, but they've made us very proud over the years and uh, gone all over the world, Mm -hmm. and nationally, they've always been a proud thing for uh, for us uh, of the fire department. Absolutely.
1: They represent well. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And
1: I'm sure that they uh, develop a very... Difficult, comprehensive competition.
3: Absolutely, yes. yeah. we, we don't want to give anything <laughs> away. No, but,
1: uh, but yeah, it's, it's going it's to be, tough. Gonna be easy, it's really though. tough. No. Whoever wins, no, not at all. It's you <laughs> truly that, right?
2: absolutely, absolutely.
1: It's very exciting, and the competition is a lot of fun, even when we do our own right here within the FDMY EMS during EMS Week. It's always a lot of fun.
3: I mean, it, it gives you a great opportunity to see how much talent there is out
1: there. Absolutely, I mean, these guys are
3: amazing. Yeah. Just an opportunity to work as a team, and
2: yeah. and it's just it's it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I agree. How many teams could be maximum? You I know, I th- t-
2: think we're maxing out at fifteen to twenty. Twenty is going to be the
3: the hard number. Yeah, um, unfortunately, we can't make any exceptions well, to that.
1: <laughs> well, we still have limited <laughs> yeah. space and sure limited we. resources.
3: There, there's still some
2: spots opening, but they're they're quickly filling up. There's a lot of enthusiasm for it now. Where it has gone out about the competition, so.
1: Does the competition team sign up through FDNY.org? Yes, they can go also FDMI. to the website.
2: Yes, yeah, so they can go up to the website and sign up just like they would for the conference.
1: Is it fair to say that some of these teams attend the conference as well as participate in the competition?
3: Yes, and a lot of them are past attendees. Uh-huh. So, yeah, they, they get to attend the conference afterwards, and it, it's a really exciting event for, for everyone involved. And depending on why... You're going to the conference. At the end of the day, it's just really great to see everyone come together during the conference on that Saturday and Sunday and share their experiences and their knowledge. You know, it's funny about the competition. I was at a meeting a couple of months ago, and uh,
2: one of the runner-up teams, one of the medics saw me at this meeting, came across the room during the middle of the meeting and said, we're going to be back next year, and we're going to win that trophy. So. And that was a couple of months ago, so
3: <laughs> it's a fun event. So,
1: That's really great. The
3: chief of the department, I think, uh, helped with some of the judging last year.
1: Yes, he was so impressed. Our chief of department, Chief Leonard.
2: Maybe we could put a rumor that He's putting a team (laughs) together. He was
1: very impressed. He came back. He had texted me at one point when he first got there to say, this is incredible.
2: Yes, it, you know, that typifies that everyone who, not just who comes to the conference or the competition, but for us, it's a lot of fun. I I think everyone, whether they're working the event or they're coming as attendees, is overall it's a positive experience. Everyone right. really enjoys being there. And
3: every year, it, the course itself changes, um, ah, depending on what, any lessons that they have learned within that year. They'll bring it to the course and change things around a little bit.
2: But we really look at terms of the evaluation forms. Mm -hmm. We look at every word that people write, all the feedback. And based on that, as well as some new experiences out there, that's how we prepare and design the next conference.
3: It's it's amazing because we constantly get feedback throughout the year. Mm -hmm. I mean, even right now as we speak, we receive some emails with some input. On certain things. Of what they'd and, like to see yeah, in future. Uh, and we definitely consider every, every, everyone's opinion and, and their suggestions, yeah.
1: What about feedback from people who use the skill that they learned or that they practiced during the workshop? Do you get that type of feedback too?
2: Yes, without going into too many details. There was a first responder from another state, a fire medic, that was in a situation where an incident occurred. That critical thinking the decision to do a field limb amputation, and he was the only one who had training right. and had that confidence who was able to control the scene that ended up bleeding while the patient did not require uh, an amputation, but he was able to control the scene in terms of his colleagues mm-hmm. and, and led to a better outcome for the patient.
1: Right.
3: So, right. Yeah, We also had a, another attendee who I later ran into who uh, mentioned the story to me. We did a railroad MCI, And that same year, he had an actual incident where there was a railroad who ran off the tracks. Several people were hurt and remembered some of the things that we discussed that he got to experience during that hands-on part of the conference. And according to him, it helped out a lot with the way he approached it, how he organized some of the medical care that, that was provided during that incident. So we get a lot of those stories uh, throughout the year, and you know, it it, it feels really good to kind of be able to say, "Hey, you, this is actually working. This is helping some people out there, and hopefully, saving some lives." It's a collective effort from the SOC Battalion, uh, Special Operations Command, the HASC, uh, EMS yeah. Command. Just everyone comes together for for this event right. to try to make it as as realistic and and as uh, educational as possible. So we're pretty lucky. Uh, we have such a great support system. I mean, from the commissioner all the way down, everyone has great ideas, and we try to kind of keep it relevant to what's going on out there in the field.
1: The leadership is very proud of this conference and proud to take ownership of it and say, yes, this belongs to the FDNY, and these are our people who coordinate it and run it. You guys really do a tremendous job.
3: Commissioner Turner at the, uh, the event at the Fire Museum on the Friday before the conference said, during our time of need, the country, if not the world, came together and helped us. This is just one way that we can try and give back to those that helped us. And I think that really hit home, because that's exactly what this conference is about. It's about sharing any, a little bit of our resources with those responders out there who are going to help someone else. Right. the way
1: they did us. And they did, they circled in wagons.
3: You know, the community that we work in, very fortunate,
2: not just the FDNY community, but both the national and international in terms mm-hmm. of uh, special operations community, it really makes this a success.
1: So we're typically selling out on this conference? Yes. First come, first serve, hurry up. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> so you sort of it. yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your facility only holds so many people, so
1: right, uh, right. And each simulator has a limit to how many people can be in it at one time. Yes. We have a great facility, right? I mean, who's got better simulators than us?
2: You know, we feel uh, we have one of the finest uh, training academies. And right. We're very fortunate, and it's great to be able to share that with others. Yeah. In addition to you know our facilities, our training facilities, having these companies who come with some of these state of the art training simulators, whether it's devices. Uh, Last year, we did ultrasound, brought some of the newest devices on the market uh, as opposed to uh, canine and and human uh, high-fidelity simulators to equipment. And we also give feedback to the industry because at the end of the day, we're looking for the best training kind of props or equipment that we need to use in the field. So getting everyone together, I think companies learn also from us based on the feedback they're getting from all the attendees. Mm -hmm. You know safety is always first as we always preach in our culture but we also That's want right. people to get as best experience as possible right and i think everyone who certainly works that event uh, in terms of a department and, and and other smart partners really making their best effort to make as best experience as possible and of course we we'll want to do it in a, in a safe manner
1: mm, seems like there are a lot of opportunities here people better hurry up and sign up we're not that far away
2: no and it just it's a really nice format as we're going with the format earlier But people come, do the pre-conference workshop, and on Friday is our opening component of, uh, well, I guess not opening component, but it's part of our pre-conference where we go down to the World Trade Center site and pay our respects Mm -hmm. for those who gave the ultimate sacrifice and also sets the tone of why we're there. Mm -hmm. And and then we go to the fire museum at night where we have a welcoming by our fire commissioner. And other leadership. And it's really nice where we get together and, and share stories and part of that networking and so on. And right. then the next day is our big open ceremony with our, uh, we're proud of our MS Pipe and Drums and, and the rest of the ceremonial unit. So it's a nice opportunity and, and a nice event. It
1: sounds and, great.
3: There's so much to this conference. It's just, we can't cover it all in just a couple of minutes, but everyone can go to the slash MSOC and just find all the information listed on there with all the links to uh, all the venues. And if anyone has any
2: questions, you know, don't hesitate to reach out on the website. You can send us an email or there's a phone number also for any further questions.
1: So the dates for this conference, the FDNY MSOC 2018, are May 3rd through the 6th, and that includes the pre-conference workshops. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. If I'm not signing up for the pre-conference workshops, and it's just a two-day package, then the conference is May 5th and 6th. Uh, you can call if you need assistance, 718-999-2507. That's 718-999-2507. If you're interested in becoming an exhibitor, you can call 718-999-0779. That's 718 718-999- 999 0779, or by email, you can send an email to register at fdnymsoc.com. That's register at fdnymsoc.com. If you want to register online, go to www.fdnypro.org slash msoc. That's www.fdnypro.org slash msoc. Well, I want to thank you guys for being here. This has been very f- informative.
2: Thank you for having yeah. us. And yeah, thank you for the
1: opportunity. Well, thank you. Thank you for doing this, really, putting us on the map like this. It's a big thing. Thanks for listening to the FDMY Pro Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Cassio. For more training and information from our department subject matter experts, go to FDMYpro.org.
0: FDNY Pro is online at fdnypro.org. Subscribe today and get inside access to the FDNY. Learn more about our publications, professional conferences, and other tools for first responders. Train with New York's Bravest. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. And when seconds count... The men and the women of the FDNY are there for us to protect us and keep us safe when the unthinkable happens. No matter the challenge, no matter the danger, our firefighters and EMTs serve with honor, dedication, and bravery. New York's bravest are there for us. Let's be there for them. Your support of the FDNY Foundation ensures that the world's best fire department has the world's best training equipment and education go to fdnyfoundation.org and help new york's bravest save a life today